Man, I really don't. I'm hesitant to do this again. Oh. I told you to stand back. Sarah's putting, is that hairspray or salt spray? Salt spray. I, okay, I, I, listen, part of, me, part of me goes, I'm not gonna record this with Sarah in the freaking bathroom again. And then the other part of me goes, you know what? No good ideas without me. No, the other part of me says the sustainability. I'm really pumped. This is a short note that has nothing to do with today's episode, and I should probably cut it out because of the thought of today's episode. But a side tangent is the sustainability of this year I've found is to make, if I'm going to be doing these daily Yenis episodes, is to make it fun and interesting and easy and Quit thinking of the per- oh, quit overthinking it, and just I'm re- I'm recording these thoughts where I'm at. So a lot of them in the future are going to be, you know, out in a green room with friends. Someone says something interesting. All right, let's break that down. Well, it's January. It's freaking cold out. So you're just left bombarding me. Now I spend my life. Of my private time doing my hair and makeup. Well, when you're standing doing your hair and your makeup, it's a time where you're not distracted. So I end up. I feel like we end up talking during these times. I'm also trapped, so I'm at your disposal. Yeah, I'm gonna shut this door, right? You can't get out of here. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna step out as you're hairspraying. Hey, do you you think I'm a rambly talker? Give me, you can say whatever you want. Yes, I do think you are. I think when you put a a lot of effort into it, you're a great communicator. But off the cuff, whether that's a text, or storytelling, or just talking, you're long. But you can be good if you have a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. Who was the author that said, I'm sorry I didn't write you a shorter letter. I didn't have the time. I don't remember. Oh, I'm going to put I'll put it in the show notes. I'm going to look it up, put it in the show notes, because I love this quote. But it is this thought that editing things down. It takes work to be concise. Yes. See, I already just concised that for you. You were about to go into a ramble. Okay, well, the point of the today's episode, everybody, thanks for coming That's in. Garbage. It's the Curious doc- Doctrine of Conciseness. Um, thanks for joining us, and as always, stay curious. The end. Are you going somewhere, or where are you going to go, go sit? i get dressed now. Okay, well, <laughs> conversation with a view, if I don't mind. Okay, so here's my thought. I... Speaking of conciseness, it is hard. It's so, all right, this is just being transparent. It is so unnatural of a skill, specifically for me, more than I think a lot of the people I know personally. It is hard for me to be concise right off the bat. The way my mind works, if I'm writing or if I'm talking or if I'm uh, doing any kind of creative idea, I have to put, I throw a lot out there and then I weed it out. That's my creative process. And that came with a lot of, does this sound like I'm recording a podcast? I'm an inch from yes. Sarah's face. It came from. Oh, gross. <laughs> no, this came from. What was I going to say with this? Speaking of concise. Oh, I was going to say, actually, this is the same with bass playing for me, writing bass parts in a studio situation or with a new song. I, and it's actually a lot of insecurity came from this at the beginning of my creative journey is that I'd go into a studio, everybody, all right, we sit down here, we listen to the song and I, my creative process is I, I have to get a lot of bad ideas out 
for me to get through, or maybe I shouldn't even say bad. I just have to like, I have to free myself in the moment of brainstorming ideas to just let the lines flow. I think I've talked about this on the podcast about the, uh, the Guinness lines. Yeah. And so I just need to, my, the, for me, I have to just let it spew, whether it's a podcast, I need to talk it out. I'm an external processor. And then when I'm done, I go through that and I go, okay, this I didn't like, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to get rid of this. Um, there's a side note. There's a feature on logic when I'm recording bass that is, uh, I will, I'll just put a chorus on loop. And if I'm recording a tune from my studio for somebody else, I'll just play the same chorus over and over and just play whatever comes to mind. And it just loops and it creates almost a stack of recording audio. And then I go through it and I just go, this was rad, this was rad, this was rad. I heard someone talk about a first draft of writing once where they said that you, the point of a first draft is they look at it like you're playing in a sandbox. And you are just dumping, the, the first draft is dumping sand into the sandbox that you're going to play with later. And I like that. And I feel like that's kind of my, unfortunately, it's a speaking style because that's probably super annoying to have a conversation with me about that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it all things. So uh, I once heard someone talk about cr- uh, creative writing advice is to write and then look at the th- what you just wrote and take out as much as possible uh, and how like take out as much as possible until you have the least amount of information to convey your thought. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you put it that way, that sounds weird, but. How, how so? What well, sounds weird about it? I don't, I don't know. I think least amount of information sounds funny. I feel like I think of it more as just the most simplified form it can take. Which is yeah. saying the same thing. It just sounds weird to me. But no. Yeah, I think that's better said. The simplified form. That, that's 100% right. But for me, I've been thinking a lot lately of the fact that that has tr- that thought of s- what is the least o- amount of information needed to convey this thought. That thought has actually strangely trickled down to a lot of artistic endeavors of mine. Specifically today, I've been fascinated by the thought that that has been a really big part in uh, the film photography sure, that I've been yeah. doing. That uh, the f- taking photos on film, you are we are we are used to this HD hyper. Uh, detailed amount of information in digital photos and we're watching 4k ultra HD on TV and we're watching like, everything is like this pristine. You can zoom it in a hundred times and you could see not even someone's pores. You could see the inside of someone's pores. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, uh, I, for me, it's really easy to think, I think, okay, here's the deal. What? Sarah's making no, hand movements. Being silly. Okay. <laughs> the, for me, as a beginner writer or a beginner communicator that I have been, it was easy for me to think that speaking eloquently and using big words and, you know, talking a ton and uh, writing a lot, the more, the more words, the better makes me sound. That is what's going to convey my thought. That's, gonna, that's what's going to make it sound like I know what the hell I'm talking about. Which led to really long, rambly, fucking boring podcasts that were uh, not concise at the very beginning of me doing this. 
Hell, at the be- <laughs> these Daily Guinness episodes, a lot of that's going to be this because I'm not going, sometimes I don't have time to edit it down. Dude, when I first started doing the podcast, I, I, dude, I spent so much time editing the first handful of uh, conversations of the podcast. I, I spent so much time editing that I actually had an equation. I would say that however long of an interview I did, say it was an hour, if you double, double that time is how long it would take me to edit it. So I know it would take me two hours to edit an hour long interview. And I would usually end up with half the amount of time recorded. Interesting. Yeah. At the very end. And that's what made it tight. And I had to, because doing a, I'm just doing a podcast like this where you don't have the pull in with, I'm not, I'm not centering that centering around this podcast around, uh, interviewing as famous of people as possible. A lot of times people that have been following along with this podcast are listening to conversations with people they've never heard of before. And because of that, you don't have the intention, like in, like the buy-in with stuff that you normally would if you're listening to like, oh, I want, I want to hear everything about this celebrity. So because of that, I need concisness. And so I've been thinking about that lately in like film photography as I've been obsessed with what is the least amount of detail needed in this photograph of somebody yeah. to convey the essence of who they are or this moment for a portrait. And so if you're listening to this episode right now, you can go to uh, the show notes below. If you're listening on Spotify, automatically the photo for this episode pops up. So you can just look on it right there. Or if you're listening to this like on iTunes or something else, you can click on the show notes below and it'll pull up the episode photo of this is a photo I took of my buddy, Nate Babs. And it was in the middle of a sound check and it's on film. And it, beca- it was because I was turning around. I was playing bass at the same time. I was turning around. So there's like a motion blur. So it's not it's not crisp. There's not a ton of detail in it. But for me or any of my friends that know Nate, you look at this photo and you instantly can recognize him. You can instantly recognize that he's probably laughing in it. And it's not this like soup. There's not a shitload of detail in it. So today I'm thinking about that. The cure, maybe I'll call it the catechism of conciseness. The curious catechism of conciseness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I keep adding to it. This is so good. I don't, I've just been obsessing about that lately. Do you have any thoughts that this brings up? Oh God, put me on the spot. Come on, tell me something. Do you want to walk somewhere? No, I think that those, I think that concept can be applied to a lot of things. And I think there's value in being succinct, but I feel like sometimes in the arts, things that are, I'll say busy or larger than life. I mean, that's also art. Sometimes. I don't know. That's true. Oh, totally. That's totally true. But that, that's different than rambling. Well, it's like there's value in minimalism and maximalism. Yeah. 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 Okay, so everything up to this point is a little bit bullshit. But not. But not really. There's no one thing. I This is just for me lately. I've been thinking everything I've been putting out. What is the least amount? I think that's a good, regardless of whether you want to be a minimal or maximalist artist, let's say. I think there's always value in that activity of stripping down, removing, simplifying. Gives clarity. Yeah. Did you, did you, want, to say your, did you want to say your catchphrase? 
I think it's Walt Whitman's. Okay. But I will say it since you've given me the opportunity. And you say it nine times a week to me. <laughs> simplify, simplify, simplify. Let's end this episode with just a little bit of Sarah lint rolling. I wonder what the least amount of that lint roller is needed to get all of there. <laughs> Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations recorded all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy. 